Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. The holiday feeling is spreading around Chicago. 9.38, and this is Dean Richard Sunday morning. Uh, joining us, uh, always a nice treat when we have Dr. Robert Murphy joining us, Professor of Infectious Diseases, Northwestern University Feinberg's School of Medicine. Happy holiday weekend to you, Dr. Murphy. Nice to talk to you. Yes, uh, happy holiday to you. So, um, it seems like everywhere you turn right now, everybody has uh, got some kind of respiratory uh, deal going on. Lots of people have the good old-fashioned flu, uh, and uh, even uh, we're, we're having some bouts of COVID right now. Uh, what what are you seeing? What what kinds of uh, you know types of uh, people are are coming in with ailments right now? Well, yeah, you you hit the the nail on the head there, um, and we expect this every winter to have an increase in respiratory infections. I mean, this is just happens. The flu comes right about now. It came six weeks early. But this is much more of a crisis uh, than previous years. And so why is that? Uh, it's really, it's a couple of reasons. One is you have on top of flu and respiratory syncytial virus, which we call RSV, you have COVID. COVID wasn't around before. So that's just like an add-on. Uh, but there's a couple other factors uh, that are going on. One is that the staffing at the hospitals is way off. It's way down. 500,000 healthcare workers quit in September alone. Wow. One, one in five medical doctors are going to quit in the next two years. They can't take it anymore. Uh, and so you put the staffing together with the, the regular infections, plus add COVID on top of that, and then kind of the... The, uh, the unusual thing or something people generally don't think about is that because of COVID in 20 and 21, you know, when people were mitigating, everybody was wearing a mask, those right. other infections went way down. Remember, right. there was hardly any flu in 2020. No or, one was, you know, gonna, like 2021. was getting a cold. Nobody was, nobody getting, was the, getting a cold. All the so usual. Nobody got any immunity from all of the infections that were there, especially kids. And uh, and so that, on top of everything else, those three things are driving this crisis. Wow. So uh, so what do we do about the hospital shortages then? Uh, you know, if well, people if if people you know need to go to the hospital for emergencies, obviously, but does that mean that elective issues, uh, you know, mammograms, you know, things things like that are uh, you know going to go unchecked now because there are fewer people to take care of patients? Well, the uh, things are going to be tight, uh, and in some places, uh, elective procedures have been canceled um, because the staff is just too busy taking care of all these people with the respiratory uh, infections. Mm. This is particularly true in pediatrics because the uh, the um, capacity in pediatrics is, of course, much less uh, than in adults, um, a smaller sort of group anyway. And uh, and they just can't keep up. Wow. So what do people do then if they need to? Is this uh, where the immediate uh, health care offices uh, come in handy, where people can at least see someone? Uh, presumably yeah, they can see if, someone, right? <clears throat> Things aren't completely hopeless. Let's, let's, let's start there. But each one of those points I brought up really has a different way to improve things. 
the number one thing that people can do is get your flu vaccine and take your COVID booster. That is going to be the biggest thing that uh, we can do. The second thing is, if you're sick, don't go out in the public. Don't mix with people, even your own family, um, you know, while you're feeling sick. You've got to isolate yourself or at least wear a mask when you go out and uh, just be careful. I mean, this is just common sense. Yeah. Uh, okay. That that uh, you know definitely makes sense because this time of year, especially right when people well, are yeah. going to holiday parties, they're getting together. You know, in many cases, people haven't been with their families for right. uh, Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for office parties. All that's been canceled the last few years, and this year right. people are doing it again. Maybe not such a mm-hmm. good idea. I know five people in the last week and a half that came down with COVID. In oh the last yeah, week yeah. and a half. And the the reporting for COVID is is crazy because you know the home test. Most people are getting are diagnosing themselves at home, and none of that gets reported. Hmm. All those people that you said just got infected. Most most likely, none of that even got reported in the statistics. The statistics do report everybody that goes in the hospital and everybody who dies. And those numbers for COVID, they're there. They're not really spiking yet, but they expect that spike. If it's anything like the last two years, will happen in very late December or early January. Yeah, let's get to some calls for Dr. Robert Murphy. 312-981-7200 is our phone number. 381-981-7200 is our text line. And this is Jim on the line. Hi, you're on WGN. Good morning, everybody. Hey, hey Doc, uh, what, what kind of a coverage are we seeing with the since we've got a perfect match with COVID vaccine, we got a perfect match with the flu vaccine, which should give us, uh, what, a 90% coverage on this and, and very little breakthrough if people would just get vaccinated? Uh, so the vaccines are not 100%. However, they definitely help. And you have to look at it in terms of the public health approach. Even if a vaccine works 50%, that has a huge impact in the population at large. And the flu vaccines are approximately 50% effective. Um, the COVID vaccines uh, are very effective in keeping people out of the hospital. So they prevent more serious disease uh, than infections. So, but if you take, if you take, if you're up to date on your vaccines, that's the biggest thing that we can do uh, as a community to slow this thing down. Where are you? So we've with- got match- we've got actual matches here. Excuse me, Dean. I'm sorry. No, I, I was- we have actual matches here with the with the what's going on in, in the flu world with with two out of the two out uh, two out of the four things that are in our flu vaccine this year match what's going on. We have a direct match with the Omicron. We got to be better than fifty percent. Uh, that's <laughs> that's a really good point. Um, and what is happening now because of COVID and all the emphasis on respiratory infections and the new vaccines, the mRNA vaccines, they are now looking at different technologies. The current flu vaccine technology is 30 to 40 years old. Uh, it's an old, old-fashioned vaccine. Uh, and so newer vaccines are being developed as we speak. So, you know, that's going to help a lot. Appreciate your call, Jim. Thank you very much. Uh, Doctor, how are we comparing with other countries? I know during the worst of uh, COVID, we were constantly looking at what was happening in Israel and other countries that Mm -hmm. seemed like they were handling things a little better, honestly, than we were. How are we comparing right now with other parts of the the world? Yeah, uh, that's a a good point. 
Um, other parts of the world are also having an uptick in all these infections for many for the same reasons. However, the United States, in terms of vaccination rate for COVID, which is accounting for a lot of this, as you mentioned, is comes in basically last uh, of our high-income uh, large country partners. We're 20 out of 20 of the top 20 uh, countries. And then if you look at the top 10 states, the, with the, the 10 tough states with the highest vaccination rate, they kind of do like every, every all the other big countries, European countries and Japan, Australia, New Zealand. But the bottom 10 states um, are about 50% vaccinated, and they're doing, of course, the worst. So, you know, that's how this whole thing plays out. The United States, of course, is so so big and so diverse and heterogeneous that, uh, you know, you've got parts of the country that are doing much worse than other parts. Let's take a quick break. We'll come right back with Dr. Robert Murphy from Northwestern and your phone calls uh, and questions for him, 312-981-7200. Dr. Robert Murphy, uh, professor of infectious diseases, Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine on the line with us. And uh, interestingly, after all this time, uh, a very basic question, Dr. Murphy. Uh, here is uh, somebody saying, uh, good morning, Dr. Murphy. When ought, to, when ought we be wearing masks? Now, you'd think that we would know that after these three years. But at this stage of the game, when, when should we be wearing our masks? Well, with the crisis that's going on now, we should be wearing a mask in any crowded indoor um, situation. We should be wearing it on buses and trains. We should be wearing it on airplanes. And you can do this. You see people on the subway, you know, about maybe 10% of people wearing masks. Why isn't it 80 or 90%? Um, Same thing with the airplanes and the airports. I mean, the airports, um, I came into O'Hare a couple weeks ago. You know, I I think less than 5% of people were wearing a mask. And we're all crammed in the room trying to get through immigration. I mean, that is just, you know... An accident waiting to happen. Yeah, as I as I like to now call it, the world's largest petri dish. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to get exposed to like a couple thousand people who just came in from everywhere around, right, (laughs) right, go to little here, right, right. Vaccinistan coming from yeah, Yeah. all kinds. Well, we wore it on the plane to L.A. for four hours. I'm sorry, but that's what you do. I mean, I wasn't going to. Yeah, it's just you not. A, do it. It's I mean, just the, not the a big deal. Is, I've noticed. I've noticed in Chicago anyway that people are people that are wearing a mask uh, are not being harassed. Um, they're just people. Just let them do it. There should be more people wearing a mask, though. And people who are ill, like I mentioned before, should be isolating at home if at all possible. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I, I think that's a, a pretty important uh, point. Uh, and people don't. They're like, oh, I've got things to do. I'm so busy. It's like, that's... Mm-hmm. that's well, the message has been so mixed over the last year. And where politicized. Politicized. And, right. and, you know, the president said it was over, and then it wasn't. And then, I mean, the, yeah, head, of the, the head of the CDC got it twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and Dr. Murphy, don't you think that there is, uh, you know, there's a, a perception that if you get a vaccine, that you are immune from it. That's not what the vaccine is, right? Well, no, you are immune, but the immunity you have may not be enough to prevent an infection. 
most likely it's just going to prevent getting serious disease. So, you know, it's it's kind of a change in our thinking in terms of vaccine for COVID anyway. Yeah. But for flu, too, you know, you know, having some immunity to flu is better than no immunity to flu. That's for sure. Yeah. If I test positive, should I call my doctor or should I just wait it out? Positive for COVID or positive? Yeah, for, for COVID. COVID. Should I call my doctor or should I just wait and yeah. let it? Well, you should you should call your doctor because you may be eligible for even more protection by taking the drug Paxlovid. It's a it's a pill drug. The pharmacist can give it out even without a doctor's order at this particular point. It works very well whether you're vaccinated or not, uh, up-to-date on your boosters, and probably most of the people out there are not up-to-date on their boosters. This is a, a, a national fact. Um, so you should call your doctor because if you're eligible for the Paxlovid, the doctor can uh, uh, you know tell you how to take it and where to go and whatever. This is Kelly on with Dr. Robert Murphy at 312-981-7200. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Dean. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm going to Vegas on Tuesday. Now, I'm concerned about the mask wearing. Of course, well, I'm of course, I'm vaccinated five times, you know, three boosters Good. already. Um, but uh, I remember back in the beginning when uh, COVID came out, we were wearing masks because we were keeping our germs to ourselves. And so I was protecting you. You were protecting me. But if I'm the only one wearing the mask, isn't, aren't the germs from the other folks going through my mask and getting into me? Um, no, this is a very practical question, and I appreciate you asking it. If you wear a mask, you do get some protection. The, the virus in the little droplet that it's in gets clogged up in that little blue mask that you're wearing. If you're wearing the N95 mask, it's even better, but those are tough to wear mm-hmm. all the time. Now, mm-hmm. if the other, per, other people wearing a mask, you get like double protection because, you know, right. it's uh, everybody's uh, masking. Uh, so you can't get the virus out of one person, and it's harder to get into the other person. But just right. you wearing a mask is going to give you some protection. Okay. Yeah, maybe double mask okay. it. That might help uh, also. Well, double masking is uh, very reasonable. Yeah. That's not a joke. No, yeah. two masks are better than one. Good luck, mm-hmm. uh, oh. Kelly, and win lots of money when you go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Robert Murphy, always a pleasure to talk with you from Northwestern uh, Feinberg School of Medicine. Hope you have a great Sunday, Dr. Murphy. Happy holiday season to you. Great. You too. Happy holidays.